0: John just interrupted. We were about to get on, really get on the line with the GO. I think they call it. Is that what they call it, Tom Brady, or whatever it is? Sort of the, the, yeah. the greatest of all time? Yeah. yeah, The CEO, the man himself, Mr. Tom Madine. is that?
1: Yeah. Our, our first speaker. Our first well, speaker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> our
0: first speaker. Yeah. The, the most famous person here. Um, hey, I appreciate you joining. The, this, yeah. For those of you that don't know, this is The Closer's Corner. It is an idea from... Jeff Ramella and the New York City office that I sort of came and I stole.
2: Yeah.
0: Um I like to talk like a lot. Like many my guess. <laughs> right like I like to talk a lot I mean, and he I just
1: doesn't give you credit for right. any of the <laughs> <books>. <laughs> not, 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 not. It's all, it's this, all coming he from. He didn't start the recording yet. He's yeah. just doing this
2: to make me This here. makes a lot That's of totally sense. Um, so
0: here right. we are and, and like look The genesis of the thought process that Jeff had and I think I had together was we have so many account executives, account managers, people in ops that makes our company so great is the culture. And I think they know who you are. They know who some of my other guests are going to be and Jeff's guests are going to be, but they don't necessarily know the backstory of how you got started. Where you came from, you know, sort of your progression along the way within the organization. I think as organizations grow and you've been here when we were 23 million to now that we're 2 billion, there are so many different opportunities that come along that they might not necessarily know. Someone in finance right now could be the next greatest salesperson. Someone in sales, we've had them in New York City, matter of fact. Someone that was a really good salesperson moved over to the the finance team. And I think... They all know who you are based off those grainy YouTube videos. It's like finding Bigfoot. You ever you ever yeah, watched yeah, the? Yeah. By the way, did you ever watched those? Yeah. <laughs> you've seen them, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it, dude, yeah, you've seen them. It's it's like we do these kickoffs and it's like frozen in time. And Tom will be up there and there'll be like a little yeah. robot. It's it's really weird, but um, this the is that's direct. To that them. you're getting <laughs> in my now <house> is
1: amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> the funny part is my <laughs> son finds <laughs> all that stuff online and visits me. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no,
0: no. So no, it's so great. It's great. Apparently. We can't afford dial-up in Philly because it doesn't it doesn't register as good, but um, they know who you are. They know they the visionary, the leader, the 2025 vision, the 2020 vision, and sort of the changes that we've made organizationally and some of the things that we're doing with Bain, which we'll get into in a little bit, but they're excited. I think everybody in this room and anybody that you talk to across the country that's been here 10, 15, even 20 years are more excited now than ever before to see what we're doing. Yep. But I think it's good for some of those younger people that, you know, they see you once or twice a year, and, and and they don't necessarily know how you started within the organization and sort of how you became to be SEAL, because they all have aspirations and dreams and checkpoints along the way. Sure. So,
2: and um, how you started your sales career. Yeah. Because you, know, you had yes. one before a He's, right. he's a Long Island boy, years, by yeah. the way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I've had spent many time with him in Long Island, which was great. Um, I, didn't,
2: nice. I didn't take him to the cafe.
0: And, and it's and Umberto, though. But, um, so we'll, look, we'll turn it over to you. How did you start
1: and sort of... So I guess, Why sales? Um, well, thanks for the intro. So I guess I'll, I'll sort of walk through um, career since college. So I got out of college back in the early nineties. Where'd you go to college again? I uh, went to UVA. Okay. And uh, getting D 3 scu- I'm sorry. D3. D one. want the The University of Virginia. No, it's division one school. Okay, it's cool. A, it's a great school. It's it's not, where'd you go? St. The, Joseph's? They, they, they had a BOCES program. That's yeah, they, 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 they did have a BOCES program out on, out on the island where I grew up. Um, so got out of college and didn't bluntly didn't really know what I wanted to do knew I wanted to at, at that age, I knew I wanted to dress nicely every day and have a chance to make a lot of money. so I didn't know if I wanted to be a lawyer I didn't know if I wanted to you know be in business. you know people had told me I should get into sales, so did
0: you take the All sets
1: or no uh, I did. It, I did. I did. I actually did well on them, Will. I don't know that I did. <laughs> no, I I believe that. I, I don't know that I did as well on them as you claim to have done on the SATs. <laughs> I have the footage. Has he told you about
0: that too? You he, he <laughs> someone's seen him. <clears throat> yeah,
1: I, seen I think him. the uh, the guys from Bain are willing to bet any every dollar they have in their bank that. accounts <laughs> <I heard> that, <laughs> that Will can't touch them. But anyway, that's an, that's another matter. That so got great. out of college uh, and went. Um, Went up to the D.C. area and interviewed with a bunch of different sales companies. Interviewed with, mm-hmm. at the time, this was, you know, going back God, almost 30 years. Um, interviewed with copier companies, long-distance companies, uh, insurance companies, and came across, a, a, you know, interviewed with several of them and came across a company that I just sort of fell in love with, a company called AllNet, mm-hmm. um, which uh, several of the guys at Worldwide came from. And uh, it was a great company, um, really known for their sales training and recruiting, sort of, you know, people who maybe, you know, didn't have a real deep resume of sales experience, but had some, you know, some pretty good background in college and, you know, in sure. life and went to work there in 1993 and um, did well, did, did well out of the gates. And started carving out a career at Allnet. Moved around with them. Is Allnet
0: still? Not to get you up, but is Allnet still around,
1: or is that? No, they got Allnet was actually acquired in '96. we well, fast forward to how I got over to Worldwide. Got acquired in '96 by Frontier. Uh, Frontier got purchased by Global Crossing. Frontier still exists in some legacy form now, but Allnet it got swallowed up through all that, and it's I think they're part of L three right now. But it's um, it, it's just. That was another industry that consolidated incredibly rapidly in the 2000s. So what happened was in in, in telecom, there was a it it had been a very, you know, there were the bell companies. right People probably don't remember that. right, But um, it was this hyper competitive industry that all of a sudden it became very fragmented after the deconsolidation of the bell companies. And like most industries that become fragmented, it quickly consolidated. Mm-hmm. So a lot of similarities in the telecom world and what what, what our industry is going through today. Um, so at any anyway, rate, moved around with AllNet, started as a sales rep, moved into a uh, sort of like a junior sales manager role, um, moved four times in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, each time was sort of a, a move up. And uh, started, came to the realization at a pretty young age that uh, I liked what I did, but I wanted to have the opportunity to start my own business. I'd had my own business in college. And uh, What'd you do in college? Uh, in college, I had a mo- two businesses. I had a moving storage company, uh-huh. and then I had a, uh, a weatherproofing company. Basically, fancy way of saying it, I sealed decks and driveways. <laughs> um, and I also had, I had a moving storage company where my, one of my fraternity brothers, who later was a worldwide franchisee, but he and I stored... Um, Furniture, refrigerators, yeah. couches for kids that lived in dorms and right. you know, lived out of state and their dad didn't want to come in and haul all their stuff away in a U Haul. Great business, wasn't That's why I time's the CEO. Yeah. Mine was illegal.
0: Uh, driver's licenses. I mean fake ID fake ID is a Yeah, and yeah. his was uh, actually yeah. well no we're actually moving stuff, so <laughs> tells you all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <right?
1: laughs> <laughs> 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 Not no, hearing hearing any of this doesn't surprise me. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I wanted to start
1: good. my own business and um, a guy who I worked with uh, in uh, in the telecom industry, a guy named Eric Sweeney, had met uh, David Kiger, who's the founder of Worldwide. Um and uh, he was going to start a worldwide uh, franchise. It was called CGI at the time down in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he talked to me about it. I was pretty familiar with, you know, the concept. You know, you go, you get a customer, you do your job the right way. And, you know, you keep the customer and you build sort of a residual book of business. Right. Um, and uh, I decided to buy one in Raleigh. We, we, we were fortunate that AllNet was a company that had done well. Um, they'd got, when they got purchased in 96 we ended up having some sort of liquidity right. event. We used that money to buy our sure. first franchises back in uh, cool. 1997. Okay. So started with company in 97, we were $3 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, although I started as a franchise owner, really the job that I did out of the gates really looked most similar probably to what our ASMs do today. Mm-hmm. You know, went to Raleigh, North Carolina, built an office out, started with you know four salespeople um, and went from there. Sure. So it was, Ran that office for about eighteen months, and then sold it to Airdos. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, okay. Because I was young, I was broke, and he offered me what at the time seemed right. like an awful lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I also went up to Richmond. Was uh, the first? We were the first group in the Richmond market. Sold that. Right. Uh, and then we went out to the Midwest and opened up franchises in St. Louis, Chicago, right. Kansas City, Grand Rapids, Omaha, and Des Moines. I uh, was a franchise owner really until 06, um, when David brought me down uh, before he sold the company for the first time. Okay. And uh, I've been with the corporate office ever since. I've done an array of jobs at the, at the corporate office, started out just sort of a jack of all trades, um, and then, uh, you know, did that for a couple of years. Uh, there were, obviously, as a growing company, there were a lot of, a lot, of a lot of holes to fill uh, and then really started taking the helm of the company when we uh, when DHL started falling apart, and we had to make the transition over to UPS and launch the freight program back in. 08. Yeah. And then since then, it's just been a, it's been you know sort of a good go of it. And now you're on a podcast with us. Yeah, talk about now,
2: career trajectory. I mean, now you're, I have, you're at its peak, right? right now. Now. I'm, I'm well, in a room <laughs> with no windows. <laughs> and a green
0: screen. That's our green screen.
1: Green screen. Green There's
0: some screen. budget line in here yeah. for Jaw Mac yeah. Entertainment that yeah. I could I could throw in, but I won't.
1: I'm not even drinking LaCroix or Perrier. It's no. bubbly. Bubbly. You do have Belvedere, though. You do have Belvedere. I, I, I have not had yet, any. Yeah, yet yet we, right? I
2: mean, Diana. one of the things that throughout your years and the, the kind of the legacy tree you built here with people that you hired, right? Yeah. Um, tell me about what you look for in people that you hire because there's a lot of people with the company right now. Yeah. Or like Tom and Newman,
1: you know, Dustin Wesley, you know, you run run the gamut. Um, I, the biggest thing I always look for, I wanted someone who was quick on their feet, uh, but also someone who would... The, the big thing for me was always they'd done something in their background that would lead me to believe that they were going to overachieve their peers. They had their own business in college. Um, they were president, social chair, or rush chair in a fraternity or sorority. Makes sense. Um, okay. They played a sport uh, at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and look, they didn't have to be a Division One athlete, but right. they played in college because mm-hmm. I think you learn a lot. I, I especially like the the ones that played in D2 and D3 because they, they you know. They weren't so genetically gifted that right. everything came easily to them, but some of the better people we've hired actually were, you know, um, you know, were, were near professional athlete talents right. too. So it, I, I don't, I don't think the level of athletic ability matters, but it's what you learn being an athlete. So I always look for those three things. Um, generally speaking, the people that we, you know through any sort of interview process, hopefully, you find out that they're tough. Sure. Um, and, you know, they can take a joke because you got to be able to, if, if you can't take a joke, sales is not the right career for you. Um, so, so, I mean, that's basically what I look
2: for. War stories from On It. Wow.
1: Oh, God. What about Worldwide?
2: No, I want to go uh, way back. Good here. Good now because this this is when he was out. field. This that. is John Hart. No,
0: I tell you what, I, I am going to stand up for Madine right now because, as you know, um, I am not part of his legacy trade. That's why doing so well, but, um, <laughs> um, he actually was the reason I've told him this before. And I've been very serious. I've said it in Jersey many times at our old office that he was the reason why I was still here. I think what we lose sight of is the fact as leaders, especially those that travel a lot, as there can be a nugget of something that someone says that for whatever reason along the way, Jeff, you can say it, or John, you can say it, or I can say it, but that person just registers with you. I think for Tom, for me, it was, he was, he was a New York guy. I was a New York guy. He had a, um, quiet confidence and at times brashness about him, depending on what time you got. And I think when he spoke to me and just like he spoke to everybody, for some reason it resonated with me. Like here's how you go about the job. And I know Hartman, you had said, if I could take my younger self, and talk about time management and quality deals and just grab I think you said your fat neck. Yeah. Um, I Still said true. I said muscular neck. You know and, I, said uh, no neck. <laughs> I said no <laughs> neck. Yeah. So there were three <laughs> different <laughs> answers there. But I think I think as leaders and, and obviously Tom being the CEO, as leaders, I think we lose sight of the fact that at times you have to say things 10, 20, 15 times, everybody learns differently. But you can have an impact on other people outside of your orbit or system just by a 15 second, 15 minute interaction. And you don't know where that is going to take someone year two, year three, year four. Like in anything, we have good days, we have bad days. I mean, that's part of the job. That's part of just life in general. And it's those moments in time that we all sort of cling to and hang on to that you just say, Hey, well, I remember this person took me aside and said this, and that's the thing that motivated me and moved me forward during this time. And yep. I think, um, we as leaders need to do a good job of having those interactions with every new person or every, anybody, it doesn't have to be someone new that comes across. So, um, I am very interested in your all net stories or worldwide stories about sort of where you're at and what was sort of funny that happened in the field. But I actually had time go out in Long Island about four years ago yep. wow. in the field. That sounded a nice deal. I I, he, he overpromised something. Right. I can guarantee you that. But oh, it for sure. <laughs> it was good.
2: I, it
1: was good <laughs> for sure. I, I think we're still crediting yeah. that guy.
2: You did yeah. own up to it, though. You mm-hmm. did not talk to the guy. You did. We did. We we, we
1: we absolutely we absolutely did.
2: Absolutely. There, there
1: was there was uh, I, listen. I I still enjoy talking to customers. I don't do it a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, and for the good of the company, I probably shouldn't. But it's. Um, <laughs> listen. That's that's where that's where it all starts. You know, and I was in the field pretty much every day until I was in my, I would say until I was in my late twenties, maybe early thirties. My first four years as a franchise owner, I was in the field every day. Sure. Um, You know, after that, you know, look, there's always mixed feelings on it. If as a 48 year old CEO of the company of a of a company our size, if I'm still out in the field every day. People should sell every share stock that they have. Um, you know, not that I'm well, not not that that's not important. Right. But you know, we've got a we've got a we got a business to run. So along those lines, I think,
0: and he sort of sidestepped the word store thing, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. But. Um, it must have been good. It must well,
1: have been I was, good. I was really just reeling because you were talking about this moment you went on. And yeah, yeah, I have no recollection. I still don't know. That. So the I was, about it. it. It was impactful I to you, but I not, I not all me. it so. was very run yeah, of the mill. Yeah, yeah. No, i really sure sure it was. A, I mean, I, it must have been good.
2: Yeah. But yeah. i all the time. searching the database. and It's not. It was one of the mess. Do not compute. It wasn't a moment for me. Well, I'll say that. Well, hey, you know, it's a one-way street.
0: I get it. But I think, and to sort of circle back around to some of the questions that, John, that we asked you is – you know, along the way, what's one thing, 50, 48? 48, 48. 48, 50, uh, 48-year-old Tom. I, I look 50. Yeah. No, you know, You look great. Um, it's amazing what modern medicine can do. Um, <laughs> <it's>,
2: <laughs> this is great.
0: <laughs> this is all I'm on iTunes. No, this is good. What's something that, as you look back on your career, and you said it spanned 20 years now, yeah. 24, whatever. Um, what's something that you wish you could tell your younger self?
1: So... I'll answer it this way. I think the hardest part people have. So taking a, a, a salesperson who's been with us for a year two years, right? Rep who's 20, probably early 20s. They look at me. They look at you. They look at Jeff. They look at John. And all they see is the 30-something or 40-something-year-old version of us. They can't ever picture us having been in their shoes. <laughs> like I, when I was 21 years old and I first got out of college and I worked in sales, I absolutely sucked at what I did. Like it wasn't even close. Did, and it, it over the first couple of years you learn, but I think it's hard for people to realize that as the, the people you see at the company who are doing really well, when they started out they listen, and I've seen all of them. They weren't great. They they, they weren't great. The people listen. The people that do well in at our company, or I think at sales in general, I think as a, as a general rule of thumb, they are um, high. Here's the things they are. They're willing to work very hard, but they're also highly 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 critical of the work that they do i, I always liken it to a workout program if you if you, if you ate keto and worked out cardio in the morning lifted weights at night and you did that for 90 days and you didn't see any results you would stop it in a nanosecond because it's too hard well doing the job we do or being in sales at any company not just our company any company if you do it for 90 days six months pick a time period and you're not seeing results you're going to quit on it so i i i think it's now Part of that is, look, we as an organization need to provide people with the training and and, and tools that they need for success. But if you're a salesperson and you're here for a day, a week, a month, you need to be hypercritical about the activity that you're doing and understand why it's working or why it's not working because that's the reality of it like i figured out early like you've got to figure out early on who should what type of company should I be talking to how should i be talking to people how should i get around receptionists, how should i speak to an owner like right. all the things that you need to know how to do you need to just have faith that your asm your director you remember knows how to do it other reps in the office but you've got to be critical of your activity don't just you know fiddle around and make you know 30 calls or Call us like you got to learn what you're doing. So they're they're highly coachable. Want to get better at what they're doing, and are willing to work their, bluntly work their ass off until they get there. Learn the product. I remember when I was 21, I lived in this broke ass apartment with, you know, my girlfriend had broke from college and broken up with me because I was such a loser, and. um <laughs> She, but basically I would like literally like call other long distance companies at night and just try to learn what they were doing. Like you just got to learn the, like learn the, give a shit about being successful. If you give a shit about being successful, you work hard, you're coachable, you're highly critical of the activity you're doing and you are tough because the reality of it is it is hard. It's like a workout program where you get sore and if you get sore and you don't do it anymore, well, of course you're not going to make any progress, right? It's like the job, the job that we do is very, very, very doable. It's not like the, the outcome is ever in question. The outcome comes into question if you either go about it the wrong way, which goes back to being critical of your activity and, and being highly coachable, it, it it or if you don't work hard, which is, you know, that sure. I, none of us can yeah. help. Right. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't really help. But, that but if, you, have that. Yeah. but but if you if you focus on those two things, like doing the right kind of activity and working hard, and and by the way, being every day, every every hour, every minute, being like hyper, 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 like you should be. Your ASM shouldn't be in your ass. You should be in your ASM's ass about how to get better at the job. And if if those things happen, and you find a mentor at the company who can really help you, then the outcome is certain. It may take you. 3 weeks it may take you 3 months it may take you a year but the outcome's certain and i just think that that's if, if if i could give if i could you know give anyone advice it's it's that this is not a hard job it's it's difficult there are days where things aren't going to go your way but if you go about it the right way this is a pretty easy job and i think where where people fail, fall off is they go about it. They were waiting to be spoon fed or it's just like, if you give a shit about your success, if you, if you're willing to work hard, you, you, you'll take some real coaching. You're not soft, right? Which is why it's important. We don't hire soft people. And then you really, you should be all over your leaders and your mentors to help you figure out how to do the job the right way. You'll be successful. It's, it's just not that difficult. So circling back around to
2: the industry. Okay. A lot of the logistics is hot yeah. right now. All I appreciate you right. keeping us track, yeah. by the way, yeah. Jeff. Thanks. Tangents. Because I will I said, go on no tangents. tangents well. No tangent will. That's what they were saying. <laughs> Predictions on the industry in the next five years.
1: So I would say this. In the near term, I, I think this year is going to be a sluggish year for the industry. Okay. Um, I think parcel okay. will be fine. Um, <clears throat> look, I think we there is demand is somewhat tepid right now. So there's just not as many shipments. I mean, look at the public reports. There's there's not as many shipments out there. So we're going to have to work exceptionally hard to take share away from our competitors this year. Um, but I think that, that look, the, any economy is going to have good years and bad years. So I, I always look at a Jeff, not so much over the next five, but the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Over the next 10 years, I think we're going to have... Between six and seven years that are pretty good okay. when I say pretty good, meaning that we're going to grow high single to low double digits, which will be about you know four to five hundred basis points ahead of the, ahead of the market overall, I think there's going to be a year, maybe two, that are kind of like eh you know, right. sluggish will be, you know, mid single digits growth, which the market's going to be kind of flat. Um, I think we're going to have at least one, maybe two years where we grow at 15 plus percent because the market's on fire. And there'll probably be a, a, a year where that's, pardon my French, but complete dog shit. Right. And there's a recession and, you know, the market goes backwards and we're happy to be flat. Um, but I, but I think when you look at over a 10 year run, I think if if you compound it out, you know, we're one and a half times the size that we are now. Right. So it's, you know, you've got to, the hard part is always looking at the right horizon. I think over the next five years, the company does exceptionally well. Um, I see no reason over the next five years why, certainly from an earnings-based perspective, we're more than 2x where we are today. Um, I think revenue and margin, you know, maybe we're not double in size in five years, but we're certainly getting close. Um, I think uh, personnel count-wise, you know, that's going to move with the revenue, probably. Right. So I think we got a lot more people.
2: Over 1,500
1: in D-1 now. Yeah, I think we'll have five years from now, I think we'll have at least 2,500, maybe more. Um, so I I, I think the, and and the industry I think look the industry is going to do whatever look I was in telecom where there were dozens if not hundreds of competitors and sure. here we've got you know a handful of competitors of scale and then hundreds or if not thousands of of micro competitors I think you're going to see it consolidate I don't what, do, f- what do you think is a
2: hot trend right now that's going to fizzle that everybody's in on in logistics Digi- digital brokerage okay
1: because digital brokerage is I'll say this a lot of the the a lot of what the digital brokers are attempting to do will catch steam, but the notion that uh, a customer is going to press a button on an app and magically an eighteen-wheeled vehicle is going to pull up to one of their loading docks is, in my opinion, I could be wrong, is is not where the the industry is going. But the tech, but the technology that exists to allow brokers and carriers to communicate much more seamlessly. And I think where you get a much more efficient marketplace from a pricing perspective, I firmly believe that'll be there. So right. I think that we're look, in the work we do, we we need to be on the you know, as Dolly would put it, on the leading edge of that, not the bleeding edge. Because right. I, I think the the Ubers, the convoys and others, while well, they have they they have some very, very good ideas, I don't see the market moving Exactly to where they are. Right. And I think there'll be one. I think, look, I think Convo, It's a cool thing to talk about. It, right it's now. cool, but I think digital brokerage is overplayed gotcha. a little bit. Right, cool. I do. All right, we're going to hit you with a couple
2: questions and get you. Sure. Wow, right? this, is this is it. Uh, Let's go. This right. is.
0: So a little go. rapid fire. So you here. give
2: them the good question. I yeah. have all the questions. Well, you just where, talk about yourself. And I, just yeah, ask well,
0: he, I have all the questions that make him <laughs> not like me in here. So, okay, cool. So, uh, all right, right. so okay.
2: what profession other than your own would you like to attempt at some point in your life?
1: What profession yes. other than my own, yes. and this is going to
2: be on uh, iTunes? Yes, um, yeah, it's going
1: to be everywhere. <laughs> so you're sorry. already uh, you're already in trouble, but that's yeah. fine. What profession would I like to try? I would love to see Tom as like a
0: wrestler. he's answering
1: your own question. Or, uh, a wrestler like, for
0: wrestler <laughs> with like a mask, obviously. But
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> think I, I, I think I think I think I'd get beat up pretty yeah. badly. You yeah, get a big reach, though. Um, I don't know. Jeez, uh, I'd i probably like... I like talking, you know, so okay. I don't know. Maybe I'd be a reporter or be an actor. i like to be an actor. Okay. That's what I like to be. I, I, like I think, be I an think actor. you can do well in that, for the, for the record. I don't know that I'd be a leading man in Hollywood. I think I would be very much an extra, but, okay. I, but, I, but, I, but <laughs> I think I'd like to be an actor. But
0: there are some noticeable extras that you see in commercials along the way that make great careers. There's a
2: new Geico one where... Carry it, on, Jeff. It, yes. Just- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I talked about. Is there a mute button? No, there's not. There's not. So... Dinner of five. Party of five. Oh, oh, this is a good question. Here we go. So you've this got yourself and four other worldwide people. For the worldwide oh, people? Yes. Oh, now you're not going to No, 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 no. The, the, the history <laughs> no. doesn't... Go no, both. No, it, no. it matters. Okay, no. case
0: people want to know. Okay. Not to splice Jeff's question. Because okay. we did it with Stabali. Yes. Anybody in history, top five. You, so it's for the people. Anybody That's great history? question.
1: I ask this with people a lot. So mine yes. would be historically. <laughs> historically. Thank you. <laughs> historically. going go to go Worldwide.
0: Just so you know, we're going to Worldwide. But I, I want to know historically.
1: Historically would Cause be. Because you're a learned man. Ben Franklin, for no. sure. Wow, really? Philly guy. Uh, ben Franklin. It would be Thomas Jefferson.
2: Um, it would. This is v- too pious of the list. But no, I, I, don't,
1: I don't think so. I think this is, this is a pretty good list.
2: Yeah. Um, because you know, I, I I think I'd
1: bring in Franklin was Franklin was sort of the Jesus. the Bill Clinton of his era. So yeah, I think there'd is. be a lot of uh, that'd be fun. I'd probably have uh, dinner. Anyone? God, I I, I got to tell you, I'd probably have Bill Clinton there just because okay. I think really? I, I think okay. I, think, okay. I think okay. Super sure guy. Enough. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, Jefferson great guy Franklin great guy and I need a fourth you do yeah. I, 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 I do need a fourth who else would I have I, I'd have Teddy the Roosevelt really now the, I don't know that he'd be the most interesting conversationalist but if anyone messed with the table I feel like he'd I actually it have, take have care a care Teddy
0: of. Roosevelt like, literally so like. that would
1: be that would be my uh, that, that would be my dinner alright worldwide, worldwide.
0: Here, so here's the thing this is really awkward because I, I know well Jeff and I I don't know about you John but Jeff actually you did get a shout out you yes. would be in Stavali's top five yeah yeah, he made the cut. Yeah. Worldwide people, so this is this is great because every past, <laughs> past or present, past or present, past or present. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: So so there's you only have four.
0: That's a tough call.
1: I, uh, well, uh, easy one. So Grayson, because Grayson and I eat dinner together hundred nights a year, so Grayson would for sure be in there. Okay. Okay. Um, we
0: well, guys hang out socially as well. Yeah. Right? You yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, dinner. Who who else would I go to dinner with? Right. Um. Boy, this is a really, really, really unfair question. Um, I, I tell you some – who else – Rose else? is outside the door yeah, right now, so if, if you don't
0: pick him, he'll get very frustrated. I,
1: I love – listen, I love Rose. Yep. I really do. I, I love Rose. But let me get back to picking who would be. My <laughs> um, I think um, – Oh, so God. Good. This, this is, is a, a really, great yeah. This is a terrible question. This is a great question. That's this is a right. terrible
0: That's question. No, for, for, for our audience, this is a magnificent question.
1: Life's yeah. <sighs> about choices. It is. It, <laughs> life, life is about choices. Who else is a hell of a lot of fun to have at a dinner? I'd like Dustin because I can abuse him. And okay. that, <laughs> that, yeah, that, keeps, that gives us a target that we can really make. So, fun Dustin's of. the
0: target. So, you have one. Yeah, I've got a
1: target. So I've got Dustin. Grayson. Dustin. Um, Grayson and two. So you're, you're I need, two. you need to round see. this out. You need two more. I need two more. I'm just round out the table. So I need, let's see. I, I don't want to be the drunkest person at the table, so I need to get a real lush <laughs> to, to go to the dinner <laughs> with me. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of who. <laughs> who would do a really good job of just getting really, really sloppy drunk? Why are you You're, looking
0: at me? Um, <laughs> at I'm not a sloppy drunk. I think I feel like you, I'm a fun drunk.
1: Yeah, um, that's probably true. I'm trying to think if Will, if you'd be at that dinner. Will, you might be at the dinner, although the conversation would be tough. I um, <laughs> might drive you. I might
2: be there. Yeah. Um,
1: the conversation would be tough. I know there is no heard. love for Joel in this. I, I, I know. Well, Joel I'll, was coming up. Okay, I Joel was my, say, Joel I was gonna, was my okay. next I, go-to. I was going to take
0: him for a Joel guy. Yeah. Joel was
1: my next go to. Joel yeah. is incredibly good. Care- and in fact, if if I were, um, let's see, Summer's a lot of fun yes. at dinner. Yeah, she
0: is. Cool. Summer's uh, in my top five. I think everybody summer's knows a that. Lot of fun everybody at makes dinner. fun of me because I love summer a lot. But yeah, um, Summer's in my top five. I
2: paid you for a few.
0: Oh my! No. God. Fuquay's yeah. go a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: Fuquay. a lot of fun. Past or present? Fuquay's lost a step, though. I think. Really? I think he's lost so a step. Yeah. yeah, He's, he's, he's probably, probably he probably he's won't lost, be losing this. He's, so that's he's, fine. He's, he's lost a step.
2: can only flies mm-hmm.
1: fly that close to the <laughs> sun? <laughs> yeah. No.
0: That's that's. <laughs> 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 um. So who's your other? See, so Joel was in there. You said he was Joel's next. in there. See, so you have three. You need one more.
1: Uh, I need one more. to Go to dinner with, and it could be anyone, past or present. Yeah, that's that's the great part of it. Oh, good. Lo- I I, I got to tell you, I'm gonna give a shout out to my boy Leon Arian. Yeah, Leon good. Arion is, it? is wow.
0: Leon <laughs> Arion Josh had lunch with him last week. Leon Arion is I one of the coolest. Don't think he had nice things to say about you, but <laughs> he may yeah, not. Sure. Have, but
1: <laughs> Leon Arion, I love him and Doug, yep. but Leon is a great, great, great dinner yeah, dinner right. dinner okay. companion. So, uh, favorite sport to watch? What do you got? Uh, college football
0: uh or play uh do you have a team college football who's your go-to team uh well uva okay virginia what is one thing you do every day that would surprise some of our listeners
1: my my morning routine is i get there, i go to the mm-hmm. starbucks right by my house i get an eight shot espresso wow why i do double shot a blonde <laughs> as you know john I do eight shot. I do two quad shot espressos on my app. Yeah. Two quad shot espressos that they know to put in a single cup for me.
2: Wow! And I get
1: my wife a. I get my wife a latte. Yeah. And, but this is when I'm at home, which is you know at least at least half, maybe two thirds of the year. Um, and I go and and get my wife coffee every morning. So okay. I get my wife Aaron. coffee every morning, get myself coffee every morning, and that's how I start the day.
0: We had a write in question. Someone from the Northeast. I think they asked this at a kickoff. Yeah. What is
1: what, <laughs> what is what is your spirit animal? So. <laughs> You know, I I, geez. I I wish it would be You have one for Tom
0: gotta, yeah. Okay, if Tom doesn't say it, you need to say what it is. Yeah. After well, the fact.
1: Well, interestingly enough, and I, I think this has been documented in writing, the, the animal I've I've often compared myself to is the roach. I was asked this question by a girl in basic sales training about 12 years ago. Like, and she thought I was going to say like lion or like yeah. you know. I was going to say wolf. Well, Rottweiler. You're going to say wolf? Yeah. Wolf? No, the roach is. You can't kill it.
0: You can't kill a so roach. I there.
1: Yeah. Can't kill a Without roach. I literally every job I've I'll close with this. Every job I've ever had, whether it was a sales rep and all that whether it was a sales manager at all that whether it was a franchise owner, whether it was when I went down to Worldwide and worked as a development principal, which I don't even know what that was, and you did it, David, but that was the title. Development. When That's I worked about, alongside it sounds important. When I worked alongside some folks at corporate that didn't want me there, when I when I worked with franchisees every day to help them build the business back, and they hated me because of what we just got. Like, no matter what it was, every time I moved into a new role, I questioned myself, and I thought, oh, my God, I finally have my coverage. I got to figure something else. And it's just, I just literally was deep down, just said, look, I'm just going to, I'm going to survive. If I can survive, I'll get my foot, my footing under me and I'll be okay. Um, so roach can't kill a roach. Okay. One more. I know you said you're going to, um, another writing question from Trey and Philly.
0: Apparently some people knew you were coming. Tom, you've been around a while and seen a lot of changes within, within and outside the organization. What was Moses like?
1: What? So Trey is, Trey is apparently our former employee, or he's our soon to be
0: former employee. <laughs> so mean, oh, that's oh, so man. mean. And I just end oh, well, on that. Like, look, hey, um, it's our initial yeah. podcast, the goat came on. Tom Adine, the CEO of World at Express. I appreciate everybody listening, and I appreciate Tom being giving us the time. Hey, thank you, guys. Yeah. Um,
2: Good
0: stuff. Tom. Yeah. yeah.